Hey, this is the Art Confessions with Danny and Diane, and every week you're going to hear us talk about all kinds of things in the art world. Hope you enjoy. You'll hear our opinions, our thoughts, and everything in between. Stay tuned. Hey, Diane. Hey, Danielle. How are you? I'm good. You? I'm good. It's been a good day. It's a hot day. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little unbearable almost. What did you do today? I took it pretty easy. Just uh, just pretty much painted all day. What did you do today? Uh, well, nothing much, really. I mean, I, I didn't work today because I don't work on Mondays. So I went to my studio and I painted and I worked on I don't know, a work of art. So, yeah, it was a little frustrating. I wasn't getting what I wanted out of it today, but it's okay. There's days like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely. Those days, uh, I'd like to say happen more often than I'd like to admit, but yeah. They do happen, and it's okay. There's some days that are better than others. <laughs> oh, well, this is fantastic, because this starts off our segment perfectly, because this week we're talking about uh, our art practice, right? Yeah, we're talking about, you know, what we do, our favorite mediums, a bit of what we've tested. Also, you know, it's part of the confessions, what we failed, and ultimately, <laughs> you know, what we learned through those mediums. So, uh, so I mean, I'll start off. I, I already started, basically. Um, I'm a painter, more like, I guess that's like the, the bulk of my practice really is in painting. Uh, a bit like you, Danielle, right? Sure, yes. To paint, because my mom wouldn't let me. She wouldn't let you paint? No, I know. This is going to sound crazy. My mom is not crazy. She's a very <laughs> loving mother. But she was like, she was like, you are going to be a famous singer one day and a musician. And uh, basically, she was pretty much living vicariously through me because that's what she wanted. But mm -hmm. she was also not like she didn't want any mess. So when I painted or drew or played with Play-Doh or clay, that equaled mess to her. So she always kind of tried to avoid it. Um, I get. I kind of get it. I have a I have a story similar to that in a way. I guess that uh, made my mom kind of weary about my artistic practice early on. Oh well, do tell, do tell. So as a child, like I have a brother and a sister. We're all very close in age. So my mom had three kids in three years, and I was smack in the middle. But she always knew that I was up to something no good. I was always up to something. I mean, I don't blame her because I was. So one day I decided I wanted to draw on the walls. So I moved the couch, drew on the wall, and pushed the couch back. And I said, when my mom finds this, she won't know which one of us it is. And immediately <laughs> one day, she, <laughs> I'm like, and I was very young. I have to tell you, I was about maybe five years old. Uh, and so one day she was vacuuming and she moves the couch and she, immediately she's like, Daniela, 
And I'm like, yeah, how did you know it was me? It could have been Gabby. It could have been Marco. She's like, no, it's you. And I'm like, yeah, okay, it was me. And throughout when I was in high school as well, I'd paint my walls or the back of my door. My mom was always like, what's next with this one? Oh, my God. That, that really? And were you allowed to paint in your bedroom, your walls and the door? Well, the door I got away with because they were changing the doors not long after. So they didn't mm. say much, but like they knew it was, it was. And uh, essentially, like I've been painting since I was little and I used to, I used to hide behind my bed. Whatever they would have said, it wouldn't have stopped me from doing it anyways. So. Mm. That's very interesting. Did your parents kind of uh, like, did they indulge in your in your creative part of you? And like, did did they want to uh, kind of foster that love of art in you? Or they were kind of like, well, that's a nice hobby. And uh, like, you did, still got lessons and all that, right? Yes, I did. But I mean, when I was younger, actually, I wanted to go into acting and different modalities of art, actually, like dancing, etc. But my mom really, I mean, I was in ballet briefly when I was younger, but then it was more like soccer and all those other sports. But it was only because my other cousins were signing up for art that I actually was able to take art lessons. And I, from there, like, I never stopped. So like, okay. and my mom, my mom did foster, she did a lot of crafts with us, like, she was very creative herself, but in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, uh, it's weird because, like, my mom, like I said, she was more of a musician. But I would spend uh, a lot of my summers with my aunt. So, essentially, my aunt is a, is a I would call her a renaissance woman, just because she, she dabbles a little bit in everything. And she was a great painter. Like, she took a lot of oil painting classes when she was in her 20s. And she is a fantastic painter. So she kind of made sure that myself and my cousin would always do a little bit of arts and crafts and and what's went on and paint a lot and draw a lot. And I love doing that. That being said... I mean, I think she always encouraged me, but I, my child eyes remember her always being like, oh, my God, Kemi, that's amazing. Kemi is my cousin. Yeah. That was fantastic. Oh, my God, it's beautiful. And when I did something, it was like, oh, yeah, that's nice. But, <laughs> but it, like, I wasn't her daughter. Yeah. That, like, this is also coming from my eyes as a kid. Maybe that's not at all how it, it went down, you know. I don't know. Well, but, like, yeah. I I didn't have that that support, if you will. Well, my parents, like, I'll just, like, elaborate on, on that a little bit because my parents, they would always say, like, yeah, that's good. I'm like, but what else? Yeah. I'm like, I, <laughs> like, I need more. So I understand, like, that it's almost like a validation that we're, like, looking for, like, to know that we're doing, like, a really good job. Because when we get, like, a vague thing, like, that's good. Well, it doesn't really tell a child much. It's, it kind of seems a little bit dismissive when we're children because we want, yeah, for sure. you know what I mean? So, like, I get why mm-hmm. you're looking for a little bit more as well. Yeah, and on top of it, like, I definitely wasn't going to get it at home. Yeah. Like, my, my parents definitely did not. Like, I wouldn't, I, they always say, like, oh, it's so surprising. Diane became an artist. She didn't even know her colors until uh, she was in second grade. Like, I'm, I just didn't 
care for it I didn't want to paint the skin beige I wanted to paint it purple or green like Mm -hmm. that was my thing you know and I don't think that there was anything wrong with it it's just like those standard and those norms Mm -hmm. that you put children in Mm -hmm. were uh, definitely like a point of reference for my parents and they looked at me and they kind of told themselves, well, she's not doing what all the other kids are doing. So she must not be very talented, you know? You know? <laughs> but uh, yeah. You know, but it's so funny because now I look at it and as an art teacher, I encourage students not to go with the norm, like to use their imagination because that's the thing. Children lose a lot of that imagination and you try to regain that back as an adult. But the fact that you actually were doing it despite everyone telling you the opposite is actually really amazing. Well, thank you, Daniel. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I was a genius at a young no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but but yeah, so I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like a easy ride for me to get to really flourish and and um enjoy that side of me and it really wasn't till I was a teenager that my I'll always remember this and I love this man like so much my uncle uh decided to go and buy me for my 17th birthday or 16th birthday I think it's 17th he went to go buy me um some canvases and some oil paint and a palette and paintbrushes essentially he get, he got me like my first oil paint kit Mm. and like I remember being so elated I was so happy that he did that and I remember kind of looking at my mom like and my mom was like don't get your room dirty like she was (laughs) paranoid well yeah oil paint especially oh my god yes and I'm pretty sure I ruined uh, a couple of stuff (laughs) for sure but I remember that and my, my birthday is in the summer, so I got that in the summer. And then the school year, uh, I was in secondary. And uh, my uncle, my, no, my mom, for Christmas was like, well, these are your two choices. And this is when I knew that I loved art, visual arts. Mm-hmm. I was actually, um, I went to the conservatory school in music. I am classically trained in in singing and piano and I play guitar and um my mom like knew I wanted a new guitar for because I love to play but I wasn't I wasn't that talented like personally I don't think I was that talented she thinks that I could have gone like great lengths but like regardless Mm. so that Christmas she looked at me and she was like I know you're looking at uh like that Fender Strat would you want a Fender Strat for Christmas? And in my family, we all get the same amount of money in gifts. And Mm. I was very well aware that a Strat was much higher in value than (laughs) any gift that they would give my siblings. So I was like, you want to get me a Strat? She's like, yeah. She's like, I can get you a Strat or I can get you a couple of canvases. Mm. So I was like, Oh, that's a tough, that's a tough decision. And I really thought about it for a couple of weeks before Christmas. And I told my mom, I went up to her, I was like, yeah, you know what, mom, I'm going to get them. I'd like those canvases. She was like, you want canvases instead of a Stratocaster? And I was like, 
Yeah, yeah, I want the canvases. I have a lot of, like, paintings I want to do, and I don't have enough canvases. And she was like, okay. And finally, she surprised me, like, in front of my brothers and sisters. I opened, like, three canvases, and I was like, oh, thanks, Mom. And in the morning, my parents uh, were like, we have another gift for you. And I had this huge easel that I still have today, and it's in my studio. And I was just so happy because, like, that was kind of them saying, okay, go for it. You want to do this? Do it, you know? Yeah, it was the way of saying it. It was the way of saying it by showing it. Yeah, exactly. And that's, like, sec five. So I was also like, oh, what am I going to go and see Jep in and all that? Yeah. Actually, (laughs) that was was very really good for that. That was actually a very difficult time for me because I was so torn between, and it's funny because we're talking about the pivotal moment, right? Like you were like between music and art in yeah. secondary five. And at that point, so was I was, for me, it wasn't music, but for me, it was creative writing. So I write a lot, like short stories and poetry. And I was looking mm-hmm. into teaching and whether I wanted to be an English or an art teacher. And when I went to go see my guidance counselor, like I went to him I'm like look I'm really torn between literature and the arts I'm like is there any program that combines the two for me to really know like what I, I want to pursue etc and he's like no you can either choose to go into fine arts or you can choose to go into literature so finally like I made this decision to go into literature and I mean I don't regret my decision because of, of all the things that I learned and then later on in university I went into the arts but mm. that guidance counselor was not very good because there was uh no he wasn't yeah <laughs> there, was... there is other programs i know there There's, is <laughs> i know i learned it uh, i think my final year of uh CGEP, that there was literature in the arts something like that that combined the two that you would be able to take creative writing courses and art courses and i was like well And I was struggling towards the end of my literature degree because the creative writing aspect was really strong in me and I loved it. And I just felt like renewed when I would write creatively. But then it came down to like the essays and some of the books that were chosen were really like archaic in a way and not very interesting. So it depended on the professor, depending on the professor and yeah, so that's how I went into arts, but I don't regret going into literature, but it, it, it was a pivotal moment. A lot of, you know, young adults at, in secondary five before they graduate, they have like this big decision to make. And it seems like so scary because all they know is what has been fed to them all this time and whether it be from their parents or from schooling. And, it, and it's very difficult for, for you to actually choose something. Mm, yeah, definitely. And it, it's like all of that. It's just it's not it, it's also not a a field that is really profitable. So obviously as a parent, you're kind of like cringing that you're like, "Okay, my child wants to go in the arts. What the hell is she going to do with that?" you know? So there there's that too that I totally understand. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I have I love my cousins, but I have like a, a cousin that says to their child, you know, like, you're not going to go in the arts. And I'm, and I'm just standing there and like, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Because they're both from a scientific background. So for them, it's like, hell no, you're mm-hmm. not going there. But I understand because they're worried yeah, about no. their children. It's totally... It's yeah, totally of sense. course. No, no. It's, 
it's totally understandable and I and I get it and you know if I had a kid and they told me you know what mom I'm going I'm going to be an artist I'd probably like tell them okay if that's what you want to do well get ready you got to do this this it's like it, it's not easy it's not it's not necessarily always fun but like you it's your life you know but I definitely understand the 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 struggle so uh so now like we kind of said yeah okay we're both painters we both kind of had to find a way to go into that. So as, as an, uh, uh, your art practice, your own personal art practice, what was the moment that you were like, oh, my God, I love doing this type of thing or this uh, technique or, or this genre of painting? Like, what is Danny's work? Oh, that's, a, I think that's such a loaded question. Um, I know it's very loaded, <laughs> but the thing is that I think there's a mixture. There's a whole bunch of mixture in my artistic practice. And it goes back from when I was a child. So like, first of all, my favorite movie growing up was Alice in Wonderland. So I really was always geared towards like surrealism. So like even growing up like Salvador Dali Etc. You know all all the ones that did surrealism, um, pop art. I always liked pop art, and I find it like I have different sides of myself, and it shows in different ways. It depends how I feel. That it, let me rephrase this. It depends how I feel that day, and then I'll choose my medium according to what I want to convey. So let's say I'm feeling like very tense and emotion. Well. Usually, I would really like to do some abstract artwork. Okay. And, like, abstract came to me um, somewhat in college. And then later on in university, like, I, I really felt solidified in my abstract. Surrealism was very early on when I first started painting. Because I, I started painting a lot of sceneries. And I hated them mm -hmm. so much. I just hated sceneries. Because for me, and, and it's not that I don't find they're beautiful, but to me, it's, I love photography as well. So I'm like, I could capture it in a different way in photography through a different type of lens. I'm like, why do I have to represent what I'm seeing with my eyes? Yeah. For me, it was no, more about sure. like, how creative can I get in my paintings, in my artwork? And then photography is to take what I'm seeing in front of me and manipulate it into, into the lens that I'm seeing it through. You know, but you said you said earlier that when you're feeling low or funky or whatever, you like to do more abstract art. Do you think that it's also for you? There is an element of it that's kind of uh, therapeutic. Is that like why you will gravitate more towards abstract? Because for me, what you do is very um, illustrative. Like I definitely see Danny more like an uh, illustrator especially now yes like now that I'm going into more of my digital artwork I'm doing a little bit more of the illustration uh it's very difficult to pinpoint I feel like and and that's why I have a hard time marketing my my art page because I have so many different facets of me and I have so many interests and so many ideas and it's just depending on what that day is and how I'm feeling and what I want to portray and the abstract mm -hmm. is more like a release of tension 
Because for mm -hmm. me, I get lost, like, instead of going into the minute details that I would maybe in an illustration or a more technical painting, in abstract, I just let myself go. And I don't really uh, overthink steps. I'll, yeah. I'll take a step back and I'll look, obviously, at the colors and what's missing. But I really go with the way that I'm feeling that day. And some days they're better than others. But most of the time, I feel happy when I... I step away from my abstract painting. And sometimes it could take me like two months to do an abstract painting. And sometimes it could take me two days to do an abstract painting. And then it really depends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I understand. I mean, it, it is different for, for everyone, but I do find it interesting that for you, you, as you were like, I, I kind of see it more as like you using it a bit as therapy, the abstract work. Yeah. Cause like you said, it's when you're, when, when you're, there's an overload of emotion and it releases tension. So I think that's, that's almost like therapeutic. If you can end up selling them, then fantastic. But like, I think your work maybe is more, um, more on the illustrative side because your intention is a little bit more intense towards that yeah well my abstract paintings i find a lot of people when when they see like look at them they get a little bit lost in them when they actually take the time to look at it like i've gotten mm -hmm. a lot of like comments where these like i mean also people see things and whatever they want to see yeah yeah, yeah. of course and like sometimes i'll see faces or they'll be like wow the color like the color really stands out but that's how i kind of go with it i go with the color the emotion whatever mm -hmm. i kind of want to represent but for you, you do abstract the majority of the time. Yes. Yes. I would say I'm much more of an abstract artist yes. than I am an illustrator. Oh, definitely. I on like if I am to do anything that's illustrative or not or even figurative, it's because it's like a mural. Mm. But me it's more like textures and colors and shapes. Like that to me is the what I focus on. And but there is always like a concept. So also, I'll just kind of say quickly, like, like you, like, uh, as, a, as a teenager, I was more into surrealism. I loved Dali. And like, my friends smoked a lot of weed. And I totally was like, not into that. Like, I wanted to just be legit. Like, I have nothing against marijuana. But like, I just didn't smoke a lot of weed in high school. I didn't at all. And, like, my friends, like, I just kind of liked making them trip. So I did a lot of stuff that was just trippy. And I did a lot of, like, sperm shit. I, I guess I was, like, a hypersexual being at that age. Mm -hmm. So I would do, like, a lot of sperm paintings and really colorful, trippy paintings. And then, like, I went to CJEP, and it kind of continued. And um, I would say that, like, when I went back to university... I like really did hone in on my more abstract work and like I realized like learning a bit more about different artists and whatnot I realized how much I enjoyed just like the shapes and colors and just in life like colors are always what I was able to express myself with and and just like the emotion that you can get overwhelmed with by like a large-scale painting that's what I wanted to do. So, so that's pretty much like, that's what I do. But I would say, um, it wasn't until my last year of university. And this is quite funny, because this is like, this is an aha moment, like, straight motherfucking up aha moment. I had this moment where 
I was painting like my kind of like my final paintings uh, for my my painting classes. And uh, I was doing these long, narrow paintings. And I was getting very um, inspired, I guess, by like nostalgia. Mm. And uh, I ended up falling upon like this really cool, reflective, iridescent kind of cellophane paper and I was like this is the bomb <laughs> and I was doing all kinds of like sculptures with it during the year and at the end of the year I kind of dropped paint on it and I was like oh and I kind of peeled it off and I was like oh my god I have like a paint skin here and then sometimes I would leave it on and like one end one side would be like glossy and iridescent with the color of the paint and then the other, sometimes it wouldn't. And it was just like, it was giving these really cool effects. And I was like, oh my God, I'm turning this paint into like a sculpture. And like, I was blowing my own mind. That obviously, I can't, I don't have that much, um, that much like, I, I don't think that highly of myself to think that I, I invented that far from it. But I was just like, oh, what can I do with this? So then I like fell upon iridescent paint and I was doing these landscapes. And I always remember I had like all these skins that I kind of just like let fall on the canvas. And I just saw in that moment, like I was hearing like Mario, doots, doots, doot, And I just started crying in my living room. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. This is what I have to do. Like, uh, this is what I want to do. And that was like one of the most amazing feelings of my life. And that summer I had my final painting class, uh, my final class of university and it was a painting class. And I had done like a huge series of these paintings. And like, I was just like, so happy. I couldn't believe what I had fallen upon. And I almost went to, to do my master's like, thinking more about like digital work but um I kind of found like more artists that were also doing that but it's still something that I kind of dabble with that mm. being said those paintings actually they're the ones that uh that the paint is dripping right off of the canvas right the ones that you that I've seen the ones that yeah, I, I'm exactly. in love with yes exactly that whole series if you ever want to go check it out check out diane's it's on your your instagram right yeah it is you can check it out more on my website at www.dianerow.net we'll put it in our, in our little blob at the end but yeah. Uh, yeah you can see them pretty well they're they're pretty awesome but i'll just say this this as seeing it at, on a picture versus in real life Oh, it's, Art, it's not the same the no. colors the colors the way that they reflect in person I mean it becomes really interactive like you were saying it's a sculpture it's a painting but it becomes an interactive piece because it changes mm -hmm. exactly and you know from one side to the other the canvas depending on where you're absolutely. standing absolutely and right now actually if any of our listeners go to LaSalle College there are up in the buildings uh, in the offices at LaSalle. So I have a couple of those up there right now. But um, yeah, no, they, that, that was like, I'd say that's like my, my aha moment. And I use like a lot of spray paint and uh, pouring medium and, uh, and all that kind of mixed together. And I still do it. Like I just did one recently. That's really awesome. And I can't wait to, 
post it. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see it because <laughs> you know that's my favorite series. You know yeah, it no, very it's well. Uh, actually, you were also mentioning you dabble a little bit in digital work. So do you want to talk uh, a little sure. bit about well, that? I mean, maybe? digital. Like, let's be for real. Like, I, it's, I'm very amateur about it. Like, I, I, it's mostly because <laughs> I do murals in schools and I work for me. So uh, it's just simpler to do a, a maquette on my iPad with Adobe Sketch. And now I just got Procreate. So I'm doing some in Procreate as well. And uh, it really is just, it's, it's like my paintings, but I do them in a digital form. So uh, if I want, especially right now, like when I paint, if I want to test something before doing it on the canvas, then it's a lot simpler. And I use, I use like Procreate and Adobe Sketch more like a tool to uh, make these works work properly than an actual like artwork. Mm -hmm. But I definitely have a couple of digital works that are mostly just like shapes and colors and textures but in digital form mm -hmm. yeah I, and for me I'm using I'm starting to use digital work more and more it's uh, it's been an interesting process because now I'm turning my sketches I know into it's digital so impressive Daniela you're like you are so self-sufficient you can just you teach yourself that stuff that's impressive Bravo. I mean, I, I, I believe that like, like, I just love to learn. And that that I think is maybe my greatest attribute, but also my greatest downfall sometimes, because I take on a lot of projects all at once. And so I mean, I, I put on different hats, like I was saying, like I, I dabble in maybe abstract, I don't think of it as my forefront of my practice. But I think of mm -hmm. it as part of my practice, you know. And then there's you were saying illustration, but then I have I have different forms. So now bringing in the digital artwork, I think it's a great thing. But it's moving like my artwork into yeah. a different direction, like with the website I want to release and, yeah. and all that. But so. they look amazing, like fantastic. They look so good, like bravo. Yeah. Thank you. Like I'm, ex I'm excited to start releasing them on my uh, on my Instagram. It's gonna happen pretty soon as when my website launches. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we're, we're gonna see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, so tell me, what is maybe like your favorite product to work with? Product meaning yeah, what? Like or medium? medium or what okay, you... let's say if it's digital, what do you like to use? What's your favorite software? If it's a paint, what's the favorite? What's your favorite in the in the paint? Okay. Well, if I'm starting with paint, I use acrylic mostly now, but I really miss using Oil. um, mm -hmm. oils. That's where I started. I started with oil painting and just the way that it blends is just a dream. You have so much more time to work with blending. Like I know there's mediums for that with acrylic, but I just, I, it's not the same. Maybe it's like my relationship I've had with that. Uh, and then digital, it's Illustrator. Now, now I'm really working with Illustrator. I've taken a few courses on it, and it's become easier and easier with time. And I really mm. love Illustrator. Yeah, I can tell. It looks really good. <laughs> Thank you. What? And you? Well, I I kind of know well, yours, I but I'm gonna know. ask you I anyways. I have a lot of 
things that I, I I enjoy Golden Paint. Golden Paint is like we are not sponsored by them, by the way. Uh, if Golden, if you want us to sponsor you, feel free. Um, so, so Golden <laughs> For sure. Paint. I'm a huge fan of it. I think it's fantastic. I when I when I like Cino's um, MF MF uh, what's it called? Um, I don't want to massacre it. It's Montana Colors by Cino. That's a spray paint that I like to do. And Cino is a little spray paint shop uh, near Frontenac Metro. Like honestly, guys, if you need to buy spray paint, go to Cino. It's really awesome, and the people there uh, know so much about their products. So I really recommend it. Um, and then like, obviously I enjoy, uh, pouring medium. I would say the Omaha Sarf brand is fantastic, but I also really enjoy like wall paint, like a hundred percent acrylic Betanel or Benjamin Moore wall paint. I love it. I've gotten so used to painting with it on walls that I'm putting it into my canvases now. Oh, and how's that looking on it's the canvases? It's looking fantastic, girl. Like, I don't know what to tell you. It's great. Actually, I have a technical question in relation to that. Because yeah. I'm just curious. Because I find, like, I know uh -huh. you're using golden paint. Are you using heavy body? Uh, heavy body paint? No. The heavy body, I guess so. Yes, it is the heavy body. Yeah. Okay. And do you find the heavy bodies, like, really, it absorbs, like, the poorest uh, canvas? Or is it better with the wall? Okay, so it depends, like, how you prepared your canvas before. So if you're putting, like, a good gesso on it, then your, your paint shouldn't be, like, absorbed by the canvas. So the canvas, so the canvas yeah. needs to be properly prepped. Uh, that being said, like the golden colors are so much more richer like I'm not necessarily recommending to take like a wall paint to do uh like a rich fluorescent color or whatnot that you need specific pigments that are maybe better quality so you're going to go for that golden paint but if you want like a white then yeah 100% acrylic wall paint is going to work fantastic but the thing is if you take cheap wall paint it's going to crack so you really need to kind of use the high-end wall paint. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Unless you yeah, want it to crack. And, that, and then it could be a whole I actually thing. have a painting. I got so mad. I had bought specific, and this is like a fail on my part, people. Oh, we, yeah, we live exactly. in the learn. This is like, this is for everyone. I, uh, I wanted to get like a texture because I was using like spray paint and I was trying to do almost like an recreate iridescence through texture. So I bought like a modeling paste. So I buy this modeling paste and it was on sale because it was opened. So I was like, oh, perfect. I'll, mm. I'll get it, you know. So I use it. This year, the, the company that represents me says, oh, LaSalle really likes your work. They kind of want to put it up in their offices. Uh, they want this painting and this painting. I'm like, oh, great. So I go check my painting. It's cracked. I was so mad. Oh this God. is literally modeling paste. That's literally what it's supposed to do. Not crack. It's made for that. And it cracked. So guys, do not get modeling paste that's been open and that's on sale. Buy the stuff clean and new, okay? And Or not. If you guys know why it cracked, feel free to tell me because I'm 
quite like I don't know why the hell it cracked other than maybe it was past its best before date well can I ask you how you fixed it no Did you I end up by fixing fix it? it I brought it and they said oh it's okay they didn't mind okay okay well that's yeah, that's positive. positive but like it just sucks but yeah <laughs> I, I know it, it does suck because when you put so much time and effort into a, a canvas and then like something like that happens, yeah. well, it's disappointing. Not for sure. Oh my God. Um, what about like, what have you uh, kind of explored in painting recently? Like a, maybe a technique? Well, what I was doing recently. Because um, you did something recently, by the way. I, Oh, are you talking about what I posted yesterday? No, I'm talking about your your lips. Oh, the lips! Yes. Oh my god, Girl, the lips! <laughs> I know, I know the lips. It's because when I think about them, I love them so much. But the amount, like the hours I spent on that background, it's not normal. I know, but it's impressive. <laughs> so, thank you, thank you. Uh, so yeah. I, do you want to know about a technique or maybe like it's a new like theme well, that I'm going for? Well, I just want you to kind of walk us through this technique that you like you had the patience to do. And I, like, how did you decide to do that? What did you do to recreate it and whatnot? Because like I know, but we still haven't said what you did, did in the background. Yeah, so I always I, I've always been really interested in black and white and optical illusions and we kind of did one lesson like that when yes, we were working together we i do, do remember, remember optical illusions yeah yeah so and i i always had this fascination with black and white but i'm really obsessed with color and pops of color and this painting i had an idea of doing actually i did a painting maybe two years ago of lips with a very simple black and white background. But as I was looking at it, and there was a lot of people that were interested in that painting, but I had done it for someone specifically, and so it was not for sale. And I, I always said, I'm like, maybe I should continue that series. And it was only until quarantine that I was like, you know what? I have an idea for this series. I want to do uh, this black and white uh, background with different lip colors. And I was working mostly with the secondary colors because I want I, I really like to work with primary or secondary colors in, in their purer mm -hmm. forms so I did the I did the background the first background was uh, just a simple checkered background with orange lips and I wanted to make it really pop out so even uh, what I put on top was a high gloss finish so it looks like they were actually wet uh, and then after that, as each painting went along, I did three for now, and I'm taking a break because the last background took me about 80 hours to complete. <laughs> they progressively got, got, they were progressively longer to complete. So I had to, I drew them by hand. There was no projector. It was all math. It was all making sure everything was perfectly aligned. And each square was hand painted white or or black. So first I did all the white and I would do it in sections, all the white, all the black, etc. So it took me a very, very long time, but I'm really proud of those paintings. And I have other ones that are, that are part of that series, but I have to take a break because it was driving me mad. <laughs> yeah, it was intense, but they look great. Like you did a really fantastic job. Thank yeah. you so much. No, and 
I'm I really mean, proud of this. I actually ones. forgot about something. Like I do do um I do do. Uh I I have been dabbling I almost spit out my coffee. <laughs> I, I've been dabbling in print lately, and I'm actually starting at Concordia doing a second degree in uh, print in September. And uh, I have been doing, like, DIY silkscreen, and I actually took a class in silkscreen. And uh, I also do, like, lino cuts, and that's something that I want to, like, combine with my with my painting practice a little bit the same, not the same way, but the same way that... Andy Warhol was combining print and paint with Basquiat. So I am doing going to be doing that myself. And to better know it, I'm going back to school to become a master at it. Because um, she loves to master techniques and with good reason. Because she, she told me, she's like, you should really look into silk screening after she saw my paintings. She, I'm like, well, when you're... Uh, when you know all the techniques about it, then you'll be able to. Oh show my god, me. Daniela! I will be like saving you so much time <laughs> because those squares, man, Please. they take a long time. You could just go one swoop. Uh, time and sanity. Uh, yeah, time and sanity. But par- you know what? Part of part of my whole thing is like, if it's not hard, is it really art <laughs> for me? I, I think it's just like the suffering. <laughs> I make things harder than it has to be. Like, I'm like, I have to do this by hand, but why? I don't I know. I get it. And I, I think, I definitely think it would be, I would love to show you. You'll see. It's just as hard to silkscreen. But, uh, but I think like that, that to me was like a huge aha moment. Cause like you said, like there is something really hard about doing paintings, especially when you want to do like a repetitive uh, print. And when you have like mm. silk screen or any print media that you can do in a n- different way, well, that's it. First of all, it's not the same. You don't have the same textures when you paint and when you print, but it can give like a different effect. Mm-hmm. And I realized that through what I like to make, I can make my digital works look like super sleek paintings and almost you know with silkscreen anyways I became fascinated by it to say the least so soon people will see me be mixing both mediums and techniques well I think it's a great thing because I think exploring different mediums is a great way to expand as an artist like I mean there's always one that will be more drawn Mm -hmm. to than another but dabbling in a lot of different mediums is very important. And I find that's what they really showed yeah. us at Concordia. I, we, I mean, I took sculpture and sculpture was not my thing, but I'm glad I took it because it gave me a new perspective of that. Yeah, for sure. You know, medium. And I think the most, like, if, we, I mean, I'm pretty sure we're going to wrap up pretty soon, but I think one of the, one of the things yeah. that I would definitely recommend for anyone who wants to uh, really learn, like, you want to say you're a painter? Well, you have to have to test shit. Like I today used a piece of cardboard that I wrapped tape around and I used it like a palette to create a texture on my painting. Uh, you you find materials on the floor. That's what happened with my when I created my paintings with uh, with the dripping that you love so much. Like I I decided to do something just to see what it looks like. And based off of that, 
Mm -hmm. I was able to inspire myself to do something else. And I think a lot of people sometimes get scared and they'll do like, they'll only paint with Mm -hmm. one paintbrush. Well, if you only paint with one paintbrush, then you don't have an array of different uh, sizes in your, in your brushstroke. And that shows like stuff like that. You got to get out of your comfort zone because you could, you will fail obviously, but that's fine because you're going to be able to, to like find another way to use it through that failure. You're going to learn. For sure. Like when I took my abstract painting class in, um, in university, I did uh, I think I did one painting. It's one of the ones that we showcase at the uh, the collective, our community, art education community yes. uh, exhibitions. And that one I, I had received a lot of compliments on, but the painting that was under that was a failed painting. And I just, you know, decided to paint oh over my it. God, yeah. And it's in accepting the failure and accepting the failure and, but part of that painting was still there and it made it a whole new painting, but it, it gave to that painting. So it's like two paintings mm-hmm. in one, but no one knows what was really behind it. People think like, wow, how did you create that? And it's, you won't ever be able to create it exactly the same. And that's part of the beauty. Oh my God, Daniela. It. One last thing, little story, little tidbit. Yes. So I'm in my, I'm in my, okay. Last house. one. Okay, and I w- I had just started dating my wonderful boyfriend, and um, uh, let me tell you, it's the beginning of a relationship, but it was pretty hot and heavy. So I'm incredibly inspired in that <laughs> direction. Let's say that. So I'm painting, and I'm like, "Fuck!" Like these paintings need to be. We had to do a, a like a diptych. I need these two paintings to be finished by tomorrow, and like. One was perfect, but the other one was off. And it was just, it was, there was too much happening and whatnot. So I was like, fuck it. And it was maybe like 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, fuck it. And my costume in the morning, I started gessoing it in gray. And I was just cutting stuff out of it. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And I started like cutting stuff out putting stuff more on top and working with it and it was called our sex life and to this day and I remember going the next morning I'm like I just finished it um it's our sex life and it worked so beautifully together I remember my teacher was like well these are very successful your partner is very lucky (laughs) but (laughs) but it was really it was a great moment of me learning of being like able to let go of a painting. If it's not working, okay, fine, go over mm-hmm. it, work at it. It's going to work eventually. You know, you don't have to take it for what it is. Exactly. On that and note, on that note, we will end this session. If not, we can go on for yes. many more. So, if any of you have any questions to ask us, feel free to send us an email. Uh, or message us in the comments below in our Instagram. So that was awesome. Thanks, Danielle. Yeah. Well, thank you for chatting. <laughs> Always a pleasure, girl. <laughs> Have a good night. Okay. Till uh, til, til yeah, next week. Till next bye. week. <laughs>